Welcome back, everybody. This is Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, and, or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. Mm. Mon, what are we studying about today? You have missed out on so much, Lyle, and I I'm know. so sad for you because Revelation is like your fave, and uh, and we've been just plowing our way through Revelation, and we're now like in the middle of you know such a beautiful study about the second coming, about heaven, about the return of Jesus, basically. And so this week we looked at... Um, the day of the Lord. Uh, we looked at Daniel, um, Daniel, you know, Daniel chapter two, when it talks about the prophecy of the second coming, you know, in comparison to the different nations that get set up. Um, and then we had a look yesterday at like long term prospects, and of course, um, you know, origin being a huge part of ending, and how there's no hope in evolution, but there is hope in creation. And uh, and we're going to continue, I think, for the rest of this week on the theme of this of the return of Jesus. So, wish this Bible study was just continue forever. What's that? What are we studying uh, next after this one? Yeah, and then the funny thing is, Lyle, <laughs> you've just gotten back, and this is our last. I know, week I know. Of I, get to, I get guide. to be here for the last two studies. Yeah, and then next week we have a new publication coming out. The oh, book the of Book of Acts. Acts. The book yes. of Acts is awesome. Yeah, actually, if you would like to join us, there's 20 million people around the world that use the same study guide, and uh, and each day is broken down into one page, and it has the date, so, you know, July 13th, July 14th, July 15th, so to speak, and uh, and you can study along with 20 million other believers who all mm-hmm. do the same study on the same day. So now's the, now's the time to order the new one so that you can have it for the now's whole the series, so give us a call if you'd like to order one, uh, 1-800-324-843, or text us on 0491-06466 or send us a message on Facebook and we'll make sure that you yeah. get a copy of it. Actually, I'll put a picture of this, the new one, because I, I did manage to get a, a copy ahead of time, the Book of Acts, the study guide. I'm going to put a picture of it up on our social media, so Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and you can have a look and see what it looks like. And I'll put up the contact details where you can order your own copy and have it yep. sent to you or you can go and pick one up. They're really cheap, like $3 or something. It's really good. And, it lasts and of course, we, can just, we, we will give you the chapters week by week that you can study so that you can study yeah. along with everybody else. Join uh-huh. a worldwide movement of Bible study. You can even... All studying the same book of the Bible together. You can even download them online, I believe, the study guides. Can't you? I think so, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. you can. There's, yeah. there's an app or something. You if can. you don't want a paper version, you can have it on your phone at all times. It's yep. really handy. Yep. Absolutely. All right, let's go to Matthew chapter 24 and verse 30. We're talking about the second coming and the clouds of heaven today. Mm, clouds of heaven. That sounds so nice, doesn't it? Clouds it's got a certain ring to it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Sounds very peaceful. Okay, Matthew chapter 24 and verse 30. You want to read that one for us, please, Mm -hmm. Mon? Then, sorry, and then at last, the sign that the Son of God is coming will appear in the heavens, and there will be deep mourning among all the peoples of the earth. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Okay, so that's a very powerful passage right there. These are the words of Jesus Christ himself. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's very interesting when you consider that the second coming today is a subject that you'll very, very rarely hear preached about in a church. If you are a church-going listener, think about that for a moment. When was the last time you heard a sermon on the second coming of Jesus? And one of the reasons is that um, there are those who argue that the second coming um, does not occur when Christ himself returns to earth, but rather when his spirit is made manifest in his church on the earth. Huh? So in other words, Christ's second coming is accomplished when the moral principles of Christianity are revealed in his people. Okay. Okay, okay. All right. So when we sort of Have inculcate I, yeah, the spirit of heaven. Then, then Jesus yeah. has come. Yeah, then we're ready. 
Because you're going to go along with it. I don't know that I'll ever be that good. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I think you're missing the point here. Okay. What these people are arguing is that that is the second coming. That is not preparation for the second coming. Oh, so that's that is the second coming. So when we can live like heaven is on earth, then we've when they've reached heaven. Yes. That's that's terrible because I might be able to do that, but what if the guy next door doesn't do like that? And then, you know, that's that's we're going to have the same mess that we're in now. Yeah, okay. And 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 of course, well the big question that goes through my mind is is this biblical? No. You know, you've got the the second coming of Jesus mentioned more than 360 times in the New Testament alone. Really? Yes, nearly more twice as often as grace is mentioned. Wow. This is one of the greatest themes of the Bible. And yet, and everywhere you read about it, it's language like this. You know, does, do you think the language that we just read here, you know, um, then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. They will gather together his righteous from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Does that sound to you like a coming of the Holy Spirit and people becoming more moral? Or does that sound to you it's like, like Jesus event. coming? Yeah, like the massive event. Yeah, it sounds like a huge event, like all the festivals and carnivals all put together ever and then still like a way bigger than that. Uh-huh. And if you go over to chapter 25 and why don't you read for me verse 31. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. Okay, so there's a number of things right here. And first of all, in verse 30 here, it says, All the tribes of the earth will see Jesus come back. Every single person it's on the planet. It's going to be big. This is going to be the biggest event that the universe has ever uh-huh. seen. Uh-huh. You know, you've got an event here where every, as it says there in Matthew 25, how many of the angels are coming? Is was it all of them? Every single last angel in existence will be here at that particular time. So heaven's going to be empty for a minute. Absolutely <laughs> empty. So that's you know this is this is just going to be out of all proportion to anything that has you know ever been seen. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing, be magnificent. This is not some vague spiritual event. Mm-mm. This is literal, visible, audible, glorious, powerful event that is being described right here. Okay, so let's read another passage here, and this one's uh, from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16. Let's see what it says over here. I've got a farm of Thessalonians. It's hanging out with Timothy, isn't it? Uh, yeah, down that direction of the Bible. Turning, 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 turning. I, I could just recite it to you off by heart. Could you really? Yeah. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to be with the Lord in the air, uh, to, to meet the Lord in the air. Um, and thus shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, or because of this, comfort one another with these words. Very good. Yeah. Ah, good little pathfinder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if you're wondering what she... That was a, that was a sneaky little one you just snuck in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a bunch of old people out there going like, pathfinder, <laughs> what on earth is she talking about? Okay, so in our church we have a thing like scouts, which is pathfinders, but obviously with a spiritual um, twist to it where you memorize Bible as a part of what you learn. Yeah. Apart yep. from camping and hiking and, and all that. And how to tie stuff. knots and build a fire and yeah, yeah. memorize your Bible. 
Probably it's the best. If you mm-hmm. got kids that are uh, Scouts mm-hmm. age and uh, they're not a part of Scouts, then head head to your local Adventist church and join them up to the local Pathfinder Club. One of best memories as a kid was being a Pathfinder. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Loved we had it. so much mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, it gave me so much resilience as well. Yeah. Caving and all you, kinds you have of resilience. Come on now. <laughs> 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 oh dear. Very good. Okay, so I want you to notice something about these two verses. Mm-hmm. In the first one we read, the Bible says that all the tribes of the earth will see Jesus come back. Yeah. This passage, the Bible says, For the Lord will descend from heaven with, okay, I want you to notice these three things, with a shout, mm-hmm. the voice of the archangel, mm-hmm. and the trumpet of God. It's very audible, isn't it? Okay. So the first one is visible. This one is audible. Audible. It's loud. It's shouting. It's voices. It's trumpet calls. In fact, this is the loudest verse. I would say, in my opinion, this is the loudest verse you'll find anywhere in the Bible. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and it's about the second coming. And it's about the second coming. Okay. So this is not an event you're going to miss. This is not something that's done secretly. Mm-hmm. I have some people who read them, read me this passage and go, "Oh yeah, this one's the secret rapture right here." And I'm like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute." Worst kept secret ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if I if I'm going to tell you a secret, do I go around shouting about it? If I'm going to do something in secret, it's like, "Yes, let's start shouting about my great secret I've got right here." Uh huh. No, this is not secret. Is, this is, is this is on a scale of you know that we can't even begin to imagine. This is the greatest celebration our world will, our universe will ever experience and and God's not going to stay quiet about it. It's almost like one of those back-to-front marketing campaigns where they have like a secret sale but they advertise it everywhere so everyone knows about the secret sale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like the loudest secret rapture ever. <laughs> uh, I'd never actually thought of it like that but um, yeah, that's not a bad analogy. Yeah. <laughs> but I also like how it talks about come Footing one another, one another with these words. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Yeah, so rather than uh, comforting one another, but with uh, you know your relatives are in heaven, the Bible says that we are to comfort one another with the promise of the resurrection, and uh, what a great promise that is, and what a great privilege it is to be able to. Um, you know, and this is one of the most comforting verses that there is in the Bible because this speaks of a day when families will be reunited together again. Mm, this this verse right here is a verse that for me really changes funerals. You know, when you're at a funeral and you think of this verse, mm. it sort of makes you realize that it's not so much a goodbye as it is just a pause. And, um, you know, we get to, you know, meet with our families and our loved ones again. Uh, you know, as this verse promises, we'll be caught up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And it's very sad when you read about those who argue that the second coming of Christ is not literal, Mm. doesn't actually happen. It's just, you know, the moral principles of Christianity being revealed in his people. Um, Those people don't have this hope. Yeah, it's very sad. Because they read this passage and you're like, oh, no, 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 Jesus is not actually going to come back in power and glory and resurrect people. That's not going to happen. It's, you know, Jesus has come when he's come to my heart. Um, and, you know, Jesus coming to your heart is the, is the greatest and most important event and, and thing that can ever happen in your life. And if you've never experienced it, you owe it to yourself to at least try, mm-hmm. to at least taste and see that God is good. Um, but... You know, in, in, in this passage here, you, you've, you've got a, uh, um, uh, the Bible speaking about a very real event. I don't know how you could read this as Jesus coming to your heart. Mm. You know, this is every, every dead righteous person that ever lived being alive again. 
It's going to be an amazing event. Yeah. Amazing event. And while we're talking about this, let's go over to Psalms. I see a passage in Psalms, chapter 55. Psalms 55 and Yeah, no, not Psalms 55. Not Psalms 55. No. Psalms 50. Psalms 50, yep. And verse 3. I'm going to read this passage, and I want you to tell me what the Bible says that God will not do when he comes. Our God approaches, and he is not silent. Fire devours everything in his way, and a great storm rages around him. So what does the Bible say that God, my, my, my translation says, our God will come and will not keep silence. What will God not do when he returns? He's not going to be keeping silent. No, absolutely not. That, like, the the Bible is very, very clear on that. Yeah, it's like reiterating exactly what we just read about, about the very audible event. And let's go now over to Revelation chapter 1. We'll do a bit of a, we're flicking through them here this morning. Revelation chapter 1. Man, I'm so glad we came back on this subject. I love this subject. It's such a yeah, it's such a heartening subject, and like we talked about yesterday um, when Lawson was here, it's one that really can imbue your life with hope, mm. and uh, especially you know at a time when there is such a lack of hope, we're, we're living in such you know a hopeless a, a society that's just drenched in hopelessness. Speaking of Lawson, mm. what a legend! I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lawson, and also Taryn for coming yes. in and filling in while I was away, and Christopher. Oh, Christopher was here at as well. one time. Christopher and Taryn and me together. <laughs> you guys must have. You just haven't. You just have too way too much fun while I'm away. <laughs> that one was fun. We did two shows, but there was three of us, and that was pretty good fun. I have to yeah, admit. Fantastic. But still good to have you back, Lyle. Don't stress. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's good to be back. All right, Revelation chapter one and verse seven says, "Look, he comes with the clouds of heaven, and everyone will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the nations of the world will mourn for him." Yes, amen. Okay, so how many people are going to see Jesus come back? Does the Bible say all the nations of the world? Everyone will see him. How does that happen? Our world is round. Will it? Oh, like a ball. <gasps> Maybe it's actually flat, just like everyone's saying, Lyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to get some phone calls now. You know what our number is, 1-800-324-843. <laughs> Give us a call. This would be the only point where someone could argue with me for a flat earth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it's, it's a valid point, don't you think? It is a valid point. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, does the Lord flatten the earth out for a minute? I don't know. How does okay. everyone see him? First of all, the Bible doesn't say how everybody sees him. Okay. Secondly, God is God, and this is not going to be a challenge for God. And if it was a challenge for God, God would not be God. Amen. Uh, thirdly, there are a multitude of possibilities. Okay. Because he could come in the direction of the equator. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter where you are standing on the world, you would be able to look up and see him. So if you were on one of the poles, of course, he'd be very low on the horizon, but you'd still be able to see him if he was at altitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and from reading what I'm reading right here, it certainly seems that he is bright enough. Mm-hmm. And he all he has to do is come to one spot because mm-hmm. the earth rotates. That's right. And as the earth rotates, everybody gets to see him. Mm-hmm. It, seems, it seems pretty easy to me. Yeah, yeah. It's not but as hard does as not seem, think it is. This it? does not seem to me to be challenging. Sometimes people ask me this question and like, oh, this is so challenging. Oh, I don't get this. Um, no, I don't actually see that as being challenging. I think maybe because we have a, an image in our head, in our finite understanding of how it might look, and then we don't know how to fit everything else around that image we have. Possibly because lots of people have painted, painted this it. event. Yeah, it's exactly what I was thinking. And they've painted Jesus at an altitude of about 500 feet. Mm-hmm. Um, in which case, yeah, no, it wouldn't work. 
Yeah, yeah. But I think that Jesus is big enough and bright enough to be seen from a long way off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, for people to recognize him and know exactly who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, it's a supernatural event. Um, and God, as I said, God would not be God if God could not do this. Amen. Yeah. It's a very good point. All right. So what were we talking about? Oh, every eye will see him. Okay. Every eye will see him. He will not keep silence. He's coming with a shout, the voice of the archangel, and a great trumpet. So, Mon, mm-hmm. I'm going to challenge you with a passage. Okay. Mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 24. Matthew 24. Matthew 24. Because there are those out there who this morning who are saying, well, you know, what about the secret rapture? And maybe you've never heard of the secret rapture, so let me fill you in on what the secret rapture is. The secret rapture is an event that some people argue where Jesus will come secretly to the earth, his presence will come close to the earth, but you won't be able to see him, you won't be able to hear him. Mm-hmm. And that when he shouts and blows his trumpet and, um, you know, etc., that he's doing that secretly. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of somebody shouting secretly before, but... Um, yeah, it's very difficult to shout secretly. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to let's look here in Matthew. And many times I've asked people this question: uh, well, Can you show me this in the Bible? And this is where they've taken me. Matthew 24. And, and, and if you've got a verse uh, that you would like to share on the subject of the secret rapture, please give us a call. We would love to hear from you. Okay, Matthew chapter 24, and let's see here in verse 40 and 41. 40 and 41. Two men will be working together in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. Okay. There you go. There you have your evidence, right? That's a secret rapture, isn't it? Described right there. Um, because it said, didn't, <laughs> didn't you just read, didn't the Bible just say that this event would be silent and invisible? There's two people standing side by side and one vanishes. It doesn't say they vanish. It just says they'll be taken. And, and and didn't you just read there that they can't see Jesus when this event happens? It doesn't say anything about what they can see or not see. Or didn't, you, says, didn't you just read there that uh, that uh, that nah. they can't hear Jesus? It doesn't say anything about their senses whatsoever. It just says that one's going to get taken and one's going to get left. It doesn't say whether or not the other person saw it or anything. Okay. I mean, you could be forcibly taken. And this is an important principle of reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. Do not read into the Bible what is not in the Bible. Mm. Uh, the Bible is very clear here. When Jesus comes back, some people are going to be saved and some lost. Mm-hmm. As it says in the verse that we started with, in verse 30, then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. All the tribes of the earth will mourn. There's going to be a lot of people that are not happy to see Jesus come back because Sadly. they're lost. Yeah. And they're not going to be taken to heaven. And heaven won't be a place they want to be anyway. No. Yeah. Okay, so, um, and of course there are those who say, no, they're taken in death. And you can give us a call on that one too if you want. Um, but uh, we'll have that discussion on uh, on radio too. But I'm going to take the position that the ones that are taken are taken to be with Jesus in heaven. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So that verse doesn't say anything about secret, silent, or invisible, does it? No. But the next verse does. Does it? Uh, no, 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 not the next one. Don't read the next one. Whatever you do, do not read the next verse. I really want to read it now. No, you can't <laughs> read the next one because it blows the whole theory out of the water. Does it? Uh, yeah, okay, so Maybe read. I should no, read no, it, no, 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 no. A good secret rapturist will never read verse 42 or 44. They will only read verse 43. 
I'm going to read it. No. So you no, two no, 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 must no, no, keep no, watch no, 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 for no, you no. don't know what day your Lord oh, is coming. Okay, but now that, that creates context, you see. And if you want to, if you want to have false doctrine, you can't have context. Oh. See, we've got to listen. To, look at our next verse. But anyway, we are going to take a short song break. Give us a call during the break. We'd love to hear from you. This is Jenny Tyler. Grace came down and opened us like flowers. Love came flowing gently like a stream. Kept us safe for a little while till the waves rose higher and higher. We learned in time those waters must recede. But of this I'm sure.
That was Jenny and Tyler of this, I'm sure. I, I announced that as Jenny Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> and then a man started singing. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That was Jenny and Tyler. And uh, yeah, beautiful piece, piece of music right there to brighten your morning. Okay, where are we up to? We were talking about the return of Jesus. We were talking about... Matthew, oh, ooh, the quiz. Yeah, let's talk about the quiz for a second. Because we forgot about the quiz. <laughs> we forgot about the quiz. <laughs> but thankfully, neither of us have given it away. So we have a new clue. Uh, it's a what number am I quiz. And the third clue is Pharaoh had a dream where he saw this many fat cows coming up out of the Nile. Mm-hmm. Not a reference to his wife, reference to actual bovine. Okay. Yeah. Just clarifying that. Just clarifying. And uh, if you oh, think I nearly it, gave it away. <laughs> I <nearly laughs> gave it Let's away. just stop talking about it. <laughs> because I nearly said, well, he didn't have <laughs> X amount of wives. <laughs> I'm sure he had a whole bunch, though. <laughs> Give us a call, 1 800 Faith. I'm sure that Pharaoh would have had more than this number yeah, of, yeah. of wives, but only this number of fat, fat cows, cows came out of the Nile in his dream. I'll um, give you another clue. Uh-oh, okay, go on. I'm so nervous about talking <laughs> After the fat cows came out, this number of skinny cows came out. And didn't they then eat the fat cows? Yes. In his dream, yeah. And they didn't get any fatter. fatter. Uh, isn't that the dream? To just, eat and not get fatter. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it really was a dream for Pharaoh. <laughs> give us if you've got cows eating cows, then that's definitely a dream. Cannibal cows. Yep. Okay, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843 if you know the details. All right, so we have um, this passage here that we were looking at. And Mon, would you read for us Matthew 24 and verse 43, without reading verse 42 or 44, just 43. Just 43. Just 43. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. Thank you. Mm. Okay. So let's think about thieves. Yeah. The Bible says that Jesus is coming back like a thief. Like a thief. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. According to this passage right here. Uh-huh. Um. So, isn't isn't that proof there of a secret return of Jesus Christ? You know, invisible, inaudible return of Jesus Christ. It doesn't particularly state that. I mean, if you look at the homeowner, he talks about him not knowing the exact time. So it's more of a time thing than it is like anything to do with seeing. That's or because hearing. you just read us the context <laughs> in the passage beforehand and gave it all away. Somebody had to read it. Somebody had to read it. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, so you've got two options here with the thief. Mm-hmm. It could mean Jesus could be saying that he's going to sneak in, steal his righteous people away, and sneak back out again. Like a cat burglar. Like a cat burglar. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Are all burglars cat burglars? No. No. There no. are ram raid burglars as That's well, it, aren't there? Yeah, smash and grab. Yep. Drive your car in the front. That's right. Yep. Okay, so not all thieves have this in common, mm-hmm. that they sneak in and then sneak out. Mm-hmm. However... All thieves do have it in common that before they come and rob your house, they don't get on the phone and give you a call and say, hey, I'm going to rob your place tomorrow night. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> they all have that in common. They send you like an RSVP card. Tick yes if you were going to be home when I rob you. <laughs> it doesn't happen. <laughs> Not at all. Okay, so we have to ask ourselves the question, when Jesus describes his return as being like a thief, is he trying to say that it will be secret, silent and invisible or is he trying to say that it will be unexpected? He's saying it's unexpected. And that is based on? 
the verse in the Bible we just read. The context. The context, exactly. Okay, so let's look for a bit of context in this passage, shall we? Why don't you read for me uh, verse 36. 36 says, However, no one knows the day or hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows. Or more context, verse 42. 42. So you too must keep watch, for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. And verse 44. You also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. And verse 50. 50. The master will return unannounced and unexpected. And 25 verse 13. So you too must keep watch for you do not know the day or hour of my return. Okay, so we just read five verses. Yeah. And is, that, is, that an, is that clear enough? It's, it's very comprehensive. <laughs> and he keeps I mean, it's saying, like Jesus know, is going out of his way right here yeah. to say no the thief thing does not mean secret, silent, and unexpected. The thief thing, sorry, secret, silent, and invisible. Mm-hmm. The thief thing means unexpected. Yeah, and he says you have to keep watch because you don't know when. Jesus could not have done more to make it clear, could he? Nah. It's like it's almost like as if he looked in, down in times, like yeah, you know, way down there in eighteen thirty-three, there's this kind of girl by the name of Margaret McDonald who's in contact with demons, who's going to come up with this theory. Oh, is that how it started? That's how it started. Didn't, it didn't start from the Bible. Oh. It started with a dream by Margaret MacDonald, a, uh, a young girl who was a spiritualist. Okay. A church-attending spiritualist, mm-hmm. which is surprisingly not that uncommon. Okay. And she dreamed that when Jesus returns, it's going to be secret, silent, and unexpected. Secret, oh. silent, sorry, and invisible, I should say. Mm-hmm. And people would just be stolen away. Yeah. And this is where the whole secret rupture doctrine came from. That's right. Although you can't really call it a doctrine then, could you? Because isn't doctrine mean it comes from the Bible? You've got a very valid point there. I've never actually thought about that yeah. before. Yeah, you can't really call it a doctrine then, could you? Hmm. Good mm. point. Okay, just in case just in case you've got any further questions on it, um, head with me over to Second Peter. Second Peter. Yeah, Peter clarifies this even more clearly than Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Verse 10. Second Peter chapter 3, verse chapter 10. Chapter 3 and verse 10 says, But the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Then the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise, and the very elements themselves will disappear in fire, and the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. That does not sound silent or secretive at all. <laughs> the key word in that verse is the word then. Uh-huh. Because the Bible says Jesus will come as a thief. Then this will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, in mine it says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the witch. In other words, the Bible is telling you what is going to happen in that day that Jesus comes like a thief in the night. Well, what will happen in that day? The heavens will pass away with a terrible noise. And then it says everything else is going to burn up, the elements okay, okay, themselves. Okay, okay. Come on, let, just let me, just, let's, let's think about this mm-hmm, for a moment. Mm-hmm. If you're here on this earth yeah. and the whole atmosphere, this is because we're talking about the atmospheric heavens, mm-hmm. the whole atmosphere disappears, right? Yeah. Passes away uh-huh. with a terrible noise. Uh-huh. Then the surface of the earth is turned to molten lava. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me share something with you. Mm-hmm. If you missed that, 
<laughs> you missed something pretty big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you could miss that. I mean, one time the house across the street burnt down and the roar of the fire of just a house yeah. was just so unbelievably loud. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you're going to miss the elements themselves burning up. Mm-hmm. Ever been near a volcano when it's gone off? No, but I can't imagine it was quiet. I reckon that when Krakatoa went off, you could hear it right around the world. I wonder if that's where they got crackers from. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, th- th- these are rather loud noises that mm-hmm. we are talking about mm-hmm. here. And as we read earlier, you know, the Bible says that our Lord shall come and will not keep silence. A fire shall devour before him and it shall be very tempestuous round about him. Psalms chapter 50 and verse 3. So the Bible's really clear that the return of Jesus will be with power, with glory. It will be literal, visible and audible. It's a massive event and the whole world sees it. No one misses it. Yeah. Okay, so we have an answer to our quiz. Cassie has said the number seven. Is that correct? Hey, go Cassie. Congratulations. You got that correct. We are going to send you the prize, Cassie. Good job. And at this particular time, we're going to listen to Carter and Carter, somebody bigger than you and I. You're listening to Faith FM. Who made the mountain? Who made the tree? Who made the river flow to the sea? And who hung the moon in the starry sky? Somebody bigger than you and I. Who makes the flowers bloom in the spring? Who writes the song for the robin to sing? And who sends the rain when the earth is dry? Somebody bigger than you and I. He lights the way when the road is long He keeps you company And with His love to guide you He walks beside you Just like He walks with me When I am weary, filled with despair Who gives me courage to go on from there And who gives me faith that will never die Somebody bigger than you and I Somebody 
body bigger than you and I And who gives me faith that will never die Somebody bigger than you Listening to Carter and Carter with somebody bigger than you and I here on Faith FM. Is forgiveness or the lack of forgiveness eating away at you? A relationship breakdown, maybe, long term hurt, unresolved conflict. You know, it can be dealt with. If you want to break the cycle and start living a more forgiving life, Forgive to Live is a program designed to help us all improve our lives and be more forgiving. Don't let it eat away at you anymore. If you're keen to discover the power of forgiveness, why don't you take that first step and head to forgivetolive.org.au.
Listening to Jessica Clark Funk, come there, fount uh, of every blessing. Mm, beautiful song, absolutely great old hymn. What's our? Uh, I was going to say, what's our next clue for ah, the quiz? But Cassie already got it. Snapped up. Good job, Cassie. So proud of you. We're going to send you a prize. Soon, Eastern Melbourne, very special. Fantastic. I do have a question for you though, Lyle, because yep. it is our Q of the D, our question of the day. Mm-hmm. So I got a question. Um, why is faith without works dead? That's a really good question. That actually mm. comes from the book of James. So if you go to James chapter 2 and verse 3, James says this, not verse 3, verse 26. For as the body without the work without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Now, of course, Martin Luther hated this passage. Did you know that? No. He hated it so much that he tried to get rid of the book of James out of the Bible. Martin Luther. Martin Luther, yes. That's a surprise. Corrupt Germans, what can I say? Aye, 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 aye. Have mercy on us. We just lost the World Cup, Lyle. Be oh, nice to us. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Germany. Yeah, well, Australia did too, but anyway. <laughs> there can only be one winner. Um, okay, so, so uh, yeah, Martin Luther opposed this verse so much that he said that uh, the book of James was a straw gospel. Ooh. Yeah, he was quite adamant about it, and he, he believed that this was actually a contradiction with the teachings of Paul. Okay. But it's not a contradiction because Paul says exactly the same kinds of things. In fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 11, Paul says this, And such were some of you, but you are washed, but you are sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. Now, to understand this passage, there's two words here that you need to understand. And those are the words sanctified. Now, sanctified uh, um, is a way of talking about good works. Mm -hmm. Justified is a way of talking about um, forgiveness, forgiveness of sins. Mm -hmm. Paul does not separate justification from sanctification. And in the Bible, it is impossible to separate justification and sanctification because when justification takes place, sanctification begins. Mm Mm-hmm. You can't separate them. You know, you can't make them, you know, they're just, they are linked with each other. And if sanctification hasn't begun, then justification never took place. In other words, if good works hasn't begun, 
forgiveness was never received. Okay. And, and just to illustrate this a little bit, um, one, one of my uncles, um, my wife's side of the family, uh, is a Baptist minister. And, of course, um, it comes from a large family. There's 12, 12 kids in that side of the family. And so, you know, those that weren't Christians, he went around to each one of them and he said, look, I'm going to read you something and I want you to repeat the words that I say. And he read them a simple, you know, I believe in Jesus Christ and I ask him to forgive me of my sins. Mm-hmm. And his ungodly relatives just repeated what he said and he's like, great, you're in heaven now. That's it. Done. <laughs> Problem solved. You've been justified. It's all is necessary. <laughs> Um, and they then, of course, continued to live their completely, totally, you know, yeah. worldly lives. Uh-huh. Um, there was no, you know, um, good works that were driven from a, a a sense of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, certainly did good people, great people, fantastic people. But um, you know, they weren't they weren't people who lived by the Holy Spirit by mm. any. You know, and made no profession of being a follower of Jesus Christ. And so James says, look, you know. That kind of a profession is empty. If there's no sanctification, justification never happened. You cannot separate justification and sanctification when it comes to salvation. Inseparable. Anyway, that's what James says. He makes it very, very clear. And that's what he means by it. Uh, Good works are an evidence that we have been saved. We're going to listen to Selah. His eye is on the sparrow. Peace. 
That was Sila. His eye is on the sparrow here on Faith FM. And we have come to that part of the show when we get to give something away. It's been a while since I have been here to give something away, so I'm looking forward to this. And we have a Clifford Goldstein book coming your way. And to get this one, you don't need to answer a quiz or anything like it. All you need to do is be the first caller through. This is the book Life Without Limits, Powerful Truths for Your Journey to Hope and Meaning. And, of course, Clifford Goldstein being one of the most... uh, uh, interesting people I have ever met. And is, so, that, is that a good way of saying it? Yeah, well, I mean, look, we gave something away of his earlier this week and Lawson said very similar things. That he was a very interesting, fascinating person. Cause he he was is a, unlike yeah. anyone else I know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Bit eccentric, but so intelligent mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and great writer. He was born to write. He's written several books and this is one of his, yeah. He's certainly written you a lot of books. You can get a free yeah. copy of it. Just give us a call now. 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number to call. It's 1-800-324-843 and you can get the free book today. Fantastic. And of course, shoot us a message on Facebook or uh, send us a text message, whatever way you would like to do it. And of course, if you enjoyed the Bible study this morning and you would like to know more about the Bible or you were listening to... The uh, interview with Kel Norton where we're talking about the Prophetic Code series of Bible studies that Kel and I developed together. And you would like to do that particular series of Bible studies, then give us a call. You know what our number is, 1-800-324-843 or text us on 04, I've got to say this a bit slower, 91064-669. I've just come back from the United States and I'm rattling off here like a machine gun. Everyone's like, slow down on the numbers. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But we have our numbers up on our social media. So if you want to yeah. figure out how to call us, just jump on our website or our Facebook and you'll see our numbers up there. Fantastic. So we have enjoyed your company this morning. I've certainly been enjoying your company, enjoyed being back here. Yeah, it's been great to have you back, Lyle, can't lie. And shout out to Steve, who also gave us a call and welcomed Lyle back. Thanks, Steve. We'll be back after the 7 o'clock news tomorrow morning.
demands my soul.